All right, hey everybody. We are here today with a writer, band leader, and guitar player here in town, uh, Brandon Vogt. How you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Uh, I met you, I'm sure, at Brian Ruskin's jam. Yes. Yeah, or it's right. not jam, it's his show at yes. the Phoenix. Yes, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. And, and, him, and uh, him and Caleb, another, you know, another saxophone player right. in this band, right. have both been on the show before. And, yes. Uh, and uh, tell tell me tell me a little bit about those guys. I mean, Brian's out of control. I mean, yeah. he's a great player. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I first um, moved up here after college, and I was kind of looking for a, a guitar teacher, mm-hmm. kind of half-ass looking. And my buddy was like, "Hey, there's this guy named Brian Ruskin, and he teaches guitar lessons at Funky Music, mm-hmm. and he's into jazz and, and stuff." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." And so I went there mm-hmm. and I took lessons from him for like two years, mm-hmm. like pretty weekly or bi-weekly right. at least, you know, and just, he taught me how to, to improvise. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to like yeah. play changes. He taught me how to play changes, yeah. you know, and some very foundational stuff that's, I still use to this day. And he's influenced me a lot mm-hmm. in my playing and he's amazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, his playing is amazing. So, uh, yeah. And then I started playing with them here and there, you know, mm-hmm. that open jams and that's sure. where I met you. Yeah. And I met Caleb that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian kind of got me into the music scene. He just would invite me out to, to, mm-hmm. to jam with them. Right. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's when I worked at an insurance company. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool, man. Cause he, he's a great improviser and, yes. and he, yes. and he really yes. would have a lot of good insight, at least, at least in his own head. You can't, you can't right. even you can't even start to say that he doesn't get it. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah, he, he gets it. He gets yeah, it way yeah, he knows his shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so that was probably a really good influence for you to watch him because I think that, and, and I guess this maybe leads into the band a little bit that you're in, is that uh-huh. he, I think, especially me coming to hear you guys, uh, um, what's the band's name again? Satori. The, the Satori, yeah. Yes. When I heard you guys at, at Westport, or... Uh, California. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, it was hilarious to hear you guys' band because it was really obviously similar to stuff that I love to listen to. Uh-huh. And then it was mildly similar to what Brian's doing. There's some right. similarities there. Yeah, sure. And I'd, I'd bet that you guys' music taste, you and Brian, just as teacher, student, like, uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure you guys hit off, yes. hit, hit it off like crazy. Well, he showed me, like, he opened me up to a lot of music that I never heard of, like mm-hmm. Vela Fleck and the Fleck Tones mm-hmm. and the Bad Plus, mm-hmm. bands like that. Mm-hmm. And I love, now nah, you know, those are two of my, I really like those uh, bands a lot. And um, just the whole scene of just higher level musicianship yes. stuff, yes. right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can understand this now because mm-hmm. he's teaching me how this is done and this is more, I can appreciate it more and then I can really lose myself in that music. Mm-hmm. Before it might have been too heady for me. Right. Right. This is how to count this ridiculous right. This is where one is. Yeah, right. This yeah, is where yeah, one yeah. is. It's 13, oh, eight, now, we're, now. now yeah, we're in 11, okay. eight, you know, right, and then right. you've got chord, 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 sure, you know, sure. you're just like, ugh. Right. Kill me now, right, you know. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, I'm sure you guys hit it off. So you're, you're. Uh, I know one thing that I've noticed that I was talking to Eddie more about uh, when he came in was that a lot of these guys that I was because I got here about eight-ish years ago too, and I had had a lot of music training before that, but the, the gigging world was still really new to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'd played many orchestra concerts and crap right. like that, but the, the gigging, you know, especially like the jazz and blues world and stuff. Sure. And Eddie was another one of those people that kind of got done with college right around that time. Uh-huh. So we were, we were a lot of random people, and I think you and I would fit in that category where you know, five, eight-ish years ago, we're kind of out there at Brian's Jam, and I'm like, can you let me on stage, you know, and now we're we're kind of running our own bands, you know, so there's like a big process there. Can you you tell me a little bit how you got kind of started in in music? For sure, no, that's a great, great question. Um, I would say whenever I was in, actually, I didn't start playing the guitar until I was 18. Mm -hmm. I was an athlete, I was obsessed with sports, Mm -hmm. played a lot of sports. Mm But then when I wasn't, I decided I wasn't going to pursue uh, basketball in college. Um, 
I infused all my energy into the guitar. And so, yeah, turn to 142nd Street. Sorry, I got the GPS. It's still on right now. That's hilarious. Uh, just try to silence this thing. Sorry. It's, you're, you're already here. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I, I know, I How know. does it not? It thinks you're not here. Right. Anyway, so uh, I was, like in college, I got an accounting degree. Because mm -hmm. I just picked up the guitar. Mm -hmm. I just realized how much I liked it, but I had yeah. no idea how to monetize that. Right. I didn't think it was going to lead to any kind of money. Yeah. I just thought, I'm going to have to get a day job, and then I'll just be the best guitar player I can be. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, then, in, then I uh, basically moved to Kansas City. And I uh, worked for an insurance company and uh, with my accounting degree. <laughs> and uh, I'd come home and just play for hours, play guitar for hours. Yeah. I studied, you know, and I studied under Brian Ruskin. That's where I met him. And then eventually I started realizing, um, oh, I can play around town. I'm, you know, I've got the chops to do this. And I've always been writing. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think I maybe played guitar for two years and I was writing music. Cool. I, I was always doing it to create. Yeah. I yeah. like playing covers mm -hmm. and I can totally, especially if it's like a good crowd and everybody's just jamming at a familiar song. There's something about that that is very fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. But I, And songs you like, probably, sure. obviously. They're yeah, going to be yeah, songs yeah, I yeah. like. Um, but I, um, there's something that's very fulfilling to me when it's my original and yeah. it's created with in other people you yeah. know and it's it's there's a, I've just always been very fulfilled mm -hmm. in writing so I do it you yeah. know and I've been doing it even before even while I was in an insurance company right. even when I you know I even though I hadn't realized being a musician yet I was still doing it because mm -hmm. I was I could not do it it's like yeah. <laughs> it just felt good you mm -hmm. know yeah and um, can't help it and I had no problem sharing it with people. Mm -hmm. I was always just proud of it and yeah. just in a healthy way, right. you know, like, hey, check this out. What do you think mm -hmm. about this? I think this sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so that was always cool. I was always cultivating that. And so then mm -hmm. when I started, uh, then Brian kind of introduced me into the scene and I started jamming and I got really obsessed with jazz and being just chops. Because mm -hmm. at a jam, you're kind of comparing, your, you see everybody and you're like, whoa, these guys are amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I need to do this. I need to be amazing too. Mm -hmm. You know? And you go Raise home. your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this competitive side of me because the sport's right. going up. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I like to think of it as a healthy, competitive nature where when I see someone who's kicking ass, they inspire me to kick ass. Mm -hmm. I don't try to pull them down. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Lift, being trying to be lifted. You yeah. know? And then... Uh, that kind of thing, but um, that's that's a big deal because I've been been listening to a lot of self help kind of things mm -hmm. lately, and and they're talking about so this guy what was it? It was like compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today. Right, and yes. I was like, holy crap! Yes. Like that's what's that's up, money. you know? I mean, yeah, that's, that's important. And, yeah. But I, I totally. Uh, I totally relate to your sports analogy there uh -huh. because I, I have a we, we always talked about the typical personalities in orchestra we would always joke about it like the flute players are like the really mousy girls but uh -huh. like behind your back they're all like conniving you know right, and then right. you get over to the like the tuba players uh -huh. and they're all chill and laid back right. you know and then you get over to the trumpet players and they want to like cut your heart out you know right right competitive there's, and violent players personas, are, there is sure. in sport athletes can get this way too the yeah. leader of the quarterback the prima right. donna wide receiver yes. the chill lineman you know right and like violin players kind of can get that way too where we're we're really prima donna e sure. typically sure and that was really funny I to see. go into the viola section when i switched to viola because all the viola players are like huh yeah. You know, like that's, yeah, yeah. I'm joking, you yeah, know, but yeah, they're yeah. like, that's their persona. It's right, like, right. what's going on? You know, right, like, right, I'm joking right. that they're dumb, but like, but, but that's that attitude of having the healthy competition there is really what drives me as well. Uh -huh. And it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, I mean, because jealousy is not the right word, no. but, it, but it's part of it. Like, you want right. what they have, right, right. but it's not that you want to take them away. Like you right. said, you don't want to tear them down. It like, took me a while to figure that, that out, actually. That was important. Because mm -hmm. I remember feeling more jealousy when I was younger. Yeah. When I was in my 20s. Yeah. Especially when I was working at an insurance company and I was not following my true passion of music. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just a little more... Um, 
I didn't have as much clarity, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was just doing the best I could. Right. I drank a lot. I used to drink a lot of booze. Yeah, uh, sure. And uh, so it was, I, I would struggle with that. I would see somebody that was much better than me and I would get jealous. Mm -hmm. And then I would work hard to fight the jealousy. But I realized as I got older that that was really unhealthy view. And when I saw them under a different light, as in they're trying to help every musician see their true potential. Mm -hmm. We're all helping each other. Right. When we grow, we show each other, look, this is something you could do too, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You're mm -hmm. capable of this because we're both right. humans and we're equal and, yes. and we can grow together. So then it's like more uplifting. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you feel gratitude towards them. You're like grateful for them. Jealousy is the opposite. You're like have like a yeah. a, a little hatred towards them. Like right. they're they're making me feel unworthy because they're better than me. Mm -hmm. It's like no, why don't you just get your shit together? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's then totally you can join them. Yeah. It's flipping it. It's mm -hmm. flipping it. That's helped me a lot. That's really important. I yeah. think for people to hear. Yeah, I know. I know that's it, what what helped me. I think with that is to realize like the different like not learning styles of people, but everybody has stuff that they're really terrible at. And everybody right. has, because you, you watch a guy and you have no idea what's in his head. You have no idea what his life has been sure, like or whatever. Sure, and sure. You, you realize somebody else, and this happens to all of us when we're like booking people to be in the band, like subs or something. And you're like, well, this guy's a monster player, but like he literally can't answer the phone. Yeah. He's so distracted himself right. just in his life. Right. That, and so I'm like, well, hold on. I'm really organized right I'm not you know I and so to just remember that about people you know right. he's better at music but like he's he's a dick right, <laughs> you, know, right, like, right. you know what I mean just well, thinking about different they, there's not a direct correlation right if you're amazing at music it doesn't mean you're an amazing person yes and that is yeah. important to know as well right and and, <laughs> and the we can get into the teaching stuff here in a minute yeah. but that's another thing a lot of players aren't very good teachers exactly you know it's and funny. there's some people that are a lot not as good of players, but they really, uh -huh. really understand what they're sure, doing, and they sure. can verbalize. You know, yeah. so there's different people have different uh, well, abilities skill and sets. skill sets, skill and sets, and, yeah. and so that helped me with the jealousy thing. Is realizing, sure. yeah, I mean, this guy on Broadway or whatever, right, you know, right. is in, on Billboard or something is really good, but you know, everybody can't stand him right as a person sure, you know sure, it's like sure. so that helped me but, sure uh, yeah, yeah. so with your band so tell me about how kind of the band started then uh yeah so i basically this is interesting so i worked in insurance for like seven years after college right and i was um pretty pretty unhealthy in general i drank a lot over eight i was probably about 30 pounds heavier mm -hmm. short hair mm -hmm. You know, I be you know, I was kind of kind of secretly miserable working mm -hmm. at an insurance company, wanting to be a musician, yeah. I, knowing that I could do it, just not knowing how to do it. Yeah, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna make money. I gotta stay at this job. So ultimately, um, I actually had a very like spiritual experience, and I felt no more fear towards chasing my dreams of becoming a musician. I completely dropped it, mm. and uh, which is kind of a miracle. <laughs> and then... Uh, you mean the insurance the, the, place? I, yeah. Well, I after that moment, I actually waited one more year. I worked mm -hmm. there one more year, and I had saved up a year's worth of salary, mm -hmm. or a year's worth of money. Yeah. Um, and I had like... So it was like, okay, sweet. Now I got a year to figure it out. And turns out it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. uh, I just started teaching. I put flyers around town, around Mission. Mm -hmm. I just literally paper flyers like Mr. Yeah, Good sure. Sense, the grocery store, guitar lessons. I put it on Craigslist. I got a website, mm -hmm. and then I started getting some calls. Mm -hmm. And then I was just doing anything and everything I could just to figure out how to be an entrepreneur basically it's a completely different lifestyle mm -hmm. i'm used to being told what to do mm -hmm. even in school like yeah. from from kindergarten uh -huh. all the way till i was 29 years yeah. old mm -hmm. i was told monday morning be here and friday at five you can leave and do it's your... a difference there's no decisions to make right, right? and well, now you yeah. have to do right exactly yeah. now yeah. I, and it's all self-motivating mm -hmm. yes. you have to be self-motivated yeah. and so um so i did that and the um I also, then I decided I was going to learn how to sing. Because mm -hmm. I was in bands before that, mm -hmm. uh, mostly cover bands, but we had an original band too. Um, 
and uh, I was kind of, I was fulfilled, but I was always thinking, um, I didn't want to have to wait on somebody to write the lyrics and write a melody. Mm. I wanted to just do it all. I'm going to learn how to sing. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck it. I'll just write it all. And then I'll give, I was like, I'm going to write an album. I'm going to sing. I'm going to play all the instruments. And then I'll give those to uh, people and I'll be like, I'll find the best musicians I can that I know mm-hmm. to fill the slots mm-hmm. and create a band. Yeah. So it's like if you were going to start a band and you were like, and I was like, hey man, you want to be in my band? And you'd be like, maybe, that's cool. But if I give you an album, I just recorded all the music, this is what I sound like? Right. Here, listen to that if you like it, let me know. Like, that's a serious musician. I've made the energy you, and time. I've already started the band. Yeah. I've already written a whole album's worth of music. Mm-hmm. That's how serious I am. Yeah. So that was... And I was doing a lot of that, just, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just doing it. I was just so excited. Because um, once I started singing, I think it was three or four months after that, I had written pretty much the album. I'd never written lyrics before, mm-hmm. and I'd never sang before. So the lyrics yeah. on my first album and the singing is pretty raw. It's very raw. Mm-hmm. But I gave it out to like 500 people, you know. I just gave them all away for free. Mm-hmm. I just wanted everybody to know I'm a musician now. Yeah. So, you know, this mm-hmm. needs to be shared <laughs> you know i'm not i don't work at insurance anymore i'm a, I'm a full-time great, musician yeah. so um so that was cool and then caleb i gave caleb a copy and it was interesting i could tell he genuinely liked the music yeah he was like dude we've been listening to this music you know they just put it in him and his uh, ex-wife just put it in and they would listen to it all day long as they were cleaning and just carrying yeah. it on and i'm like wow that's cool you really like it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is good. I'm like, awesome. Well, then, so then we obviously started um, this me, him, and Bree Plaster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, She's done an interview, too. Nice, Bree, nice. Bree did one there. And then uh, Jason Crump, he was, uh, he he's not in the band anymore, but he, uh, I've known him since high school. He's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And we'd always played in bands together. And so he was down. And so that, that version of the band... Um, was probably about a year. I don't know. I'm bad with time. Uh, I'm going to guess like a a year, maybe two years, a year to two years. And we would mostly just play, we would mostly get together and rehearse the the material from the album. It first started out where it felt like I have material, you guys play what I wrote. Mm -hmm. It felt like everybody felt obligated to represent right, the music right. where I was kind of more like well do whatever you want with it mm-hmm. I mean we're obviously going to keep the, the chord structure mm-hmm. and the melody and the essence of the song right. but feel free to add some color yeah. you know Caleb's an amazing right. improviser so and same with Brie mm-hmm. you know it's like do you know just get the feel right and then do your thing mm-hmm. infuse your persona in there that's right. a band yeah. and so we, we then we started writing more songs mm-hmm. and together and um, after that uh, but we weren't getting together that much it was mostly just before shows and I realized okay for this to work we need to be get together every week mm-hmm. just has yeah. to has to happen I just knew that that was missing gotta be tight and so uh, I emailed everybody and, and Brie couldn't make the commitment and so she parted ways and it was all good she's very very cool person yeah, yeah. and um very honest and genuine. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it was an easy transition because she was right. so upfront about it, and nobody's feelings were hurt. It was very, oh, yeah. very smooth. And then we went about six months, six months without a drummer. And me and Caleb would get together and write. We kept the weekly thing going. Yeah. Um, and me and Caleb would write music together, and we would collaborate together. And a lot of the material from our first album as a band was from that six months yeah that's cool and um it was worth it sound like yeah together, you just yeah, keep going yeah. even if, like that's the thing is every week even if everybody can't be there mm-hmm. even if it's only two people yeah. just work on the band every week you keep that momentum going yeah. you keep the energy alive and, and still uh, get something done exactly yeah. exactly and um so then joel shipley came along <laughs> and that guy is awesome. Uh, he Caleb met him through Ruskin. Mm-hmm. Ruskin had him subbing a few times right. with the Ruskin Quartet. Do you know Joel Shipley? Is the drummer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, I remember the first night he came over to jam with me and Caleb because uh, we'd been playing together for like six months without a drummer, mm-hmm. and it's like there's no life to anything. Like it's still the ideas are there and it's cool, mm-hmm. but 
and we started playing some of these songs we've been working on with a drummer. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this sounds amazing. And he fit the vibe perfectly. Sure, yeah. Like he just, he could feel everything, what we were doing and those knew how to present it, you know, and, and he's got great energy and, and he can, he kicks ass on the drums. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, let's convince him to be in our band. Yeah. <laughs> and he was all about it from the get-go. So it and that's nice. interesting because I, I love what you said because that's how when I tried to do the dudes, my mm -hmm. my jam band prog rock thing I was running, I had the same problem where it's like I had my songs, that my two albums, and then I had all these covers that I wanted to do, but I knew what kind of player that I needed and mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to get jazz guys or the guys that, that were that mentality. Right, right, right. And also that that quality of technique. Caliber. That sure. caliber. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But when we when we like when we tried to do like Interstate Love Song or some some like some nineties uh -huh. funky rock sure, kind of songs sure. I knew that I didn't necessarily have to have him do actual rock beats. I want you to do right. Brad right. over the sure, song, sure, not sure. Stone Temple Pilots right. of the end. Right. So right. that right. same thing, like you were saying, of there, there's something here, but you need to do like six eight straight, yeah, and do yeah, whatever yeah. kind of six eight straight you sure, feel like sure, doing today. Because sure, yeah. I know that whatever drum part I'm gonna write for you is not near what you're gonna improvise right now. Right, right you're gonna right. kick, you know, sure, you're, you're sure. So, so all of a sudden he puts a, you know, a six eight bassa, his right, bassa over, right. and I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, like, you know, and and yeah. the same thing with like chord wise. Yeah, I was yeah. like, well, these are the sort of chords, but right. if you feel like a ninth and all this stuff in it, do it. See what well, happens. That's collaboration. You know? That's collaboration. And that's what you want. You know? Yes. And yeah. so like I gave them enough freedom, like especially like, st like structure wise was another one that I'm like, well, yeah, if we extend this jam an extra minute, whatever, right. but this next section kind of, so I kind of put my foot down sure. in some spots, you but then let them free right. and other right. in. So you need structure. But you can't do that with certain players. You got to get certain players sure. to be able to. Well, like that's Miles one interesting was, yeah. thing is when I started forming the band, it was all friends that I had. Yes. They right. were, I was already, a friendship was already established mm -hmm. um, with Caleb, right. with Bree, yeah. with Jason, you know, and it was like, these are all my friends and they want to play with the band. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I, I was really hyper aware of. Do you want to play with the band? Mm -hmm. We want people that yeah. want to be here. Yeah. That's like the number one priority because if they don't want to be there, it's going to be half-assed music. Yeah. That's just what happens when you're effort. not inspired. A musician's not inspired. Yeah. It just sounds half-assed. and it's, yes. It may sound fine, but it doesn't pick up the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. It doesn't terms people, you know, it's just kind of background music mm -hmm. at that point, you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the... Me and Caleb, see Caleb is like a prolific writer. He's written like a hundred songs mm -hmm. in the past like two years. <laughs> like he, he just churns them out. Like yeah. he, he's uh, kind of a freak in that sense. Um, but he, um, so when we, so he has, so we basically, some of our songs in Satori are just his songs that he wrote, right. all the parts for. And then I'll usually add my own. That's really fun for me. I get to just be, the side man yeah. and add my personality yeah. like I want them to do with my music. Right. So I'm going to add these little guitar licks in the yeah. background, add, adding layers of different, you know, melodic lines and stuff mm -hmm. rather than just strumming a chord behind it. It's nice to see both sides of that where you get to be kind of the, mm -hmm. the, the leader, you know, a little bit or, right. or, or be the little sure. follower. Sure. Sure. Means, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, because with Satori, me and Caleb are kind of a two-headed monster almost. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. very much both um, doing a lot of the writing um, lyrically and just form-wise mm -hmm. songs. But lately we've been collaborating more as a band where we just write a song together. Yeah. together. Yeah. What's next? Now we're all doing it. You know? right. so, That's um, cool, man. Yeah. So on, on that topic of writing, I know there were some things that were on my two albums that I did were, were really easy for me uh -huh. and then other stuff was really hard. Uh, for example, like all the, the mapping out of the song, coming up with the chords uh -huh. and the beats and like, see all that stuff is super easy sure. for me. And, sure. and you, I think when, when I listen to my songs, I can tell that that's really strong. You yes. know, I mean, it's a strength. Yeah. But yeah. for me, the coming up with like melodies uh -huh. and lyrics right, was right. horrible. Sure, you know, and sure. I know lyrically, I tend to write. You know, 
he went to the store, he did this, then he came home. You know, right. it's really direct and sure. it's really dry. My lyrics are similar too. And I have very direct lyrics as well. Yeah, and definitely lyrically on my two albums for myself, I, I said what I wanted to say, uh-huh. but it it wasn't interesting at right. all. No right. imagery, no, right. you know, right. and right. how was, or I'll just ask you, like, was there, like, specifically on the writing, is there something that, that you are weaker at or that you like doing more than right. others yeah, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. I think uh, I'm similar to what you just described mm-hmm. by yourself because we studied music for so long. Yeah. So we understand the structure, uh, you know, the har- harmonies, mm-hmm. all of it, how it all fits. So yeah. it's easy to map something out, right? right? I actually feel very strong at writing melodies. Um, I feel strong um, at... Um, and that has something to do with my ability to play the guitar so well. Mm-hmm. I, I, my melodies are strong through the guitar. Through my vocals, though, is where I'm weaker because I've only I just started singing. To, I t- started taking voice lessons when I turned thirty, mm-hmm. so I'm thirty six now. So I'm when I like it's just my weakness, weakest instrument. Mm-hmm. But I'm developing. Sure. I'm still developing, right? Yeah. And so, like, but that's more singing ability, not necessarily right. the writing of the melody. Right. But just, I'm also developing yeah. com- being comfortable singing with emotion, uh, and yeah. Yeah. that's the that's where the really the sweetness, the nectar of it comes through is your mm-hmm. emotions. Because when I'm singing words that resonate with me, that I believe in, I sing in a way that people listen. Yeah. Right. It's hard to explain, but you know what I'm saying? They feel it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because you're feeling it, you know, but you can't like conjure it up. You 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 can't can't fake fake it. No, no. And so, um, and my, I too, my first album, uh, was all me. Uh, I hired a drummer, Phil Wakefield drums, Mm -hmm. but otherwise I recorded all the instruments and I sang everything. And so my range was really small Mm -hmm. because I just start learning how to sing and Mm -hmm. control my pitch. And my lyrics were very simple mm-hmm. and very like, this is how I feel. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking about. Right. right? Um, and in some way, uh, it was refreshing to me because it was like, okay, that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. This is how, this is the best I got. Yeah, yeah. And now I can see it clearly and now I can grow from that. Yeah, sure. Right. So then the next album was with Satori and I wrote lyrics for probably half the around half the songs on the first album, mm-hmm. and, and Caleb writes his own lyrics yeah. too. And um, I started realizing, oh, my lyrics are getting a little better. Mm-hmm. They're getting a little more depth and imagery and things yeah. of that nature. And then um, that just keeps kind of growing. But that's mm-hmm. just from doing it over and over again. Yeah, just sure. keep doing it and figuring out what is it that I need to do now right. to keep the thing growing. Yeah, like do I need to be a little more, have a little more imagery? We'll start writing things down right. like that, you know. Start practicing that, but that's probably, I would say, my weakest, um, and that's something I'm always working on developing um, as a musician. Yeah, right sure, now. that's great. Um, but we just got a new vocalist in our band this year, mm-hmm. Hannah Schuler. Yeah. And she has an amazing voice. And she, uh, when I sing and she's singing harmonies with me now, it's like I sound so much better. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did so. It's giving me more confidence too. Because so she drowns you out. No, yeah. Well, it's in a way it's so supportive. Like any of the cracks yeah. or any of the little nuances in my voice that Still are strong. Yeah. She's yeah. got this strength behind it. Just yeah. you know, shines through, and it's like. Uh, so that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and so, so you said something interesting too that I, I think part of my whole show of doing this show is your, your want, and and this is not. You would think that this skill that is a skill everyone would have, but everybody doesn't have this. That that sitting there with your album or your singing or going, okay, I did X, Y, and Z. Okay, what was good? What was bad? Okay, I right. need to work on the you know, and you sit there and do that whole right. framework. Well, that's the thing, kind of transitioning to teaching is something that I've been trying to do more with my students. Uh-huh. I know that I do that very well. I sit right. there and I, I'm probably I'm probably a nutcase. I'm going like, okay, so the D was flat and the this, the, and then right. I'm just yeah. like analyzing. Sure. Sure. And that's why I can't enjoy music anymore. It's right. I'm so good at that, right. you know, right. 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 seeing six things wrong sure. with this sure. chorus right now, right. you know, right. while yeah. the kid plays it. But that, that idea that I'm trying to literally ask the kid, you know, and not necessarily do it over a whole song, but like a line or something of a song. And I'm like, okay, how was that? 
You know, don't don't tell them. Make them to make the student tell me yes. to try to get them to get into that yes. framework of, yeah, okay, so everything was great, but you know, six of my notes actually sounded. My tone was bad, right, or right, or right. yeah, everything was great, but the rhythm, you know, was a little bit behind. Sure, da da da. Sure, whatever sure, the sure. thing is, and so like that's the thing I've been frustrated with my students because I've been on this quest to figure out like how to motivate my students more uh-huh. and like I know what motivates me in music uh-huh. is that when music is played badly it pisses me off <laughs> it makes me angry right, you know right, like right. and like for instance when this perfectly laid back song is like that much too fast it yeah. makes me angry right, I'm like you right. just ruined this moment yeah, for me yeah, yeah, because yeah. shaky ground is one I always use standing on shaky ground like at the blues jams, they just do it that much too fast. Yeah, too fast I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, you guys, yeah. are, you gotta lay that back mm-hmm. more. It's like you just, right? You just right. ruined this. Sure, you know? sure, like, sure. So the, so I know that that's what makes me motivated is because uh-huh. when I'm playing the C sharp and I gotta reach a little bit, uh-huh. it's not because it's it's not because that says C sharp. It's because that's what it's supposed to sound like. Right. And that's what motivates me to sure. want to play Represent well. The music. But when a student doesn't understand that, yeah. it drives me nuts because right. I don't understand what their motivation is. So, like when when you're teaching, do you ever mm-hmm. run into that motivation problem? Yeah. And yeah. Like, I would say I have a. Compl- it's funny. I have a. I have a completely different view. Do it. Yeah. It's like almost the exact opposite. Yeah, what well, you say? Say it. Uh, basically, I, I think when music's fucked up, I think it's funny. Oh well, I laugh yeah. about okay, it. Okay. I yeah. actually have like this giggly thing. Yeah. And I also don't get really tied into a way a song should sound in any given mm. moment. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Yeah. Like if I heard a song on the radio, like let's say I heard. Um, I think I heard like Bulls on Parade on yeah, the way over right, here by right. Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And that song just kicks tremendous ass, mm-hmm. right? The energy. If I saw a cover band do it, I would not expect them to do it anywhere near the sure, same way. I sure. would just like to enjoy to see how they can represent this song. Yeah. Oh, they happen to be playing it a little slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's just how they do it. You know, that's their that's their expression of it. So I try yeah. to come from a completely different... Well, that's not... Yeah, and that's not what I mean. I'm not right, saying right, that, right. you know, that all this improv we're talking mm-hmm. about, obviously, you improv it, right, it's different, right, right. whatever. I'm, I, I guess what I'm talking about is on, on a Beethoven, you know, the mm-hmm. reason why I put my finger there yeah, and yeah, not yeah, here yeah, right. is because that's what C sharp right. sounds like. That's right. more of sure, what I mean. Is sure. that well, I'm not doing it because it's on the yeah, page. I'm right. doing it because... That's what this song sounds like. Right, right. Not that right, you right. can't alter a chorus here sure, and do an sure, extra bridge sure, and do right, it, you know, right, that's right. not what I'm talking about. Right, but right. they don't the students don't look at it like that is my pro is my right. problem. I, yeah. It's I, more about cause music is awesome and it sounds right, awesome. Right, and right. when it's irrelevant if I want to choose to do C sharp, this is what C sharp sounds like. Right. It's not flat. It's not sharp. It's exactly, you know, that's, well, that's I think, kind of more. I, I understand it. what you're saying. I think one thing I, so I don't see it as a problem. Well, here's the thing is a lot of students, I think they're not doing it for that reason. Mm. They're doing it because it's fun. Mm. Right. It's, yeah. it's a playful, right. it's, it's just, it's a fun way to create in the world mm-hmm. you're, you're creating and it's fun mm-hmm. right like imagine a kid playing in the sandbox and then someone saying well you're not playing correctly mm-hmm. right it'd be silly to say that right right so it's more like, like a yeah. childlike thing for me where I'm like um, not trying to make them sound a certain way I'm just trying to let them build a relationship with the instrument and that they're smiling and having a good time mm-hmm. I really come from that place, and then I already have all this music knowledge. I don't have to worry about that part. That's going to come out easily when they ask, yeah. right? Or when mm-hmm. I need to infuse some knowledge. That's the mm-hmm. part that I think it's just more of the because um, I have some students that are not motivated at all, and I don't think they practice very very little. They tell me I ask them straight up, and they don't. Mm-hmm. And then I say, well, I guess we can practice right now, and they're like, okay. And then, but we have fun. Like they're always. I, I'm not holding it against them. Right, I'm not like making them feel guilty about it, because I noticed that if you ride that out, eventually they get motivated. Something happens, mm. and they're inspired, and all of a sudden they're practicing every day. Mm. And I'm like, 
whoa, you're getting better. You're yeah. practicing. And you can tell they've, they've, they've tasted the fruit. They've gotten the taste of something that the reason we enjoy right. music, there's a lot of reasons, but there's something that they tasted that was too good to ignore. And I think that happens. Um, but I, I mean, it, I, I dealt with that when I first started teaching and I was, it, it's frustrating mm-hmm. for sure. It's definitely frustrating. And I think almost every teacher I teach with has that same issue. It's like, they're not as motivated. It's as number I am. one. Yeah. It's number one problem yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You feel like they don't care. Why are you here? You know, you I always want to go to the horse's mouth, you know, right. that fixes the biggest sure, issue on sure, the table. Sure. I guess like, and that's what, where I, for myself need to keep working on is the fun, you know, mm-hmm. because like, and that's one issue I have with, with classical teaching. Right. But the, where I always have the, the tug of war going on is that I'll, I'll see a, a kid that's like in eighth grade. And so they've now got three or four years under their belt. They've been playing an orchestra at school, let's say, and they're, they're starting to feel it. They're, they're like, I can sort of kind of play this yes. thing now. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. not on the first week. They're right, like, right. I can sort of play some like two page songs right, now right, like, right. or something that's and but we all know, you know, cause, cause my problem always comes back to you play, you know, one of your songs in Satori or twinkle twinkle you know it's like well which is more fun if we're right. if we're going to use that fun word well it's right. not even close you know that crap is more fun but right. the only way to do that is to do all this other crap but, too yeah, you know but, yeah so, no i hear what you're saying you know, but it's important the more also, work you do the more fun you have yes, you know so yes. that's the problem is that yes. I, it's it's always that balance of do you do the games at the end of lesson of you know do the music games and right. you make it fun right. but you know See the problem with my with motivation for me is that's to me what where the motivation comes is that you start to sound good because mm-hmm. there's a lot of parts to the motivation you know there's other, there's the jealousy we talked yeah, about sure, earlier sure. there's the that that it's that we're literally sitting here smiling in lesson and it's sort of fun right. and da 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 but the other thing is the internal thing where they're like man I kind of can sort of like play something on this guitar right yeah. now and that lead you with the internal motivation so i don't know how to square those away right now i'm still like grappling you know yeah well i know one thing i work on doing and this might be useful i know that one way to inspire uh, or motivate is through um showing them how much you enjoy music you're right right so i notice like when i'm teaching lessons like an exercise on the guitar that might be kind of um maybe boring because it's an exercise, mm. maybe a scale work. I'll notice if I practice it with focus, laser focus, and I'm just like every note I'm like making love to, you know, right, I'm just right. like, right. this sounds so good and I'm yeah. not faking it. I'm like right. this, I just love the way this instrument sounds and with like a metronome on and, and I'm showing them what it looks like for a professional musician to practice and also enjoy himself yes. while he's doing yeah. it. All of a sudden, they want to do that exercise. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to. Can you show me how to do that? I sure can. It's the major scale. Right. This is the scale that if I would have just opened up the lesson with, "Hey, you're going to learn the major scale, kid," they're going to be like, "What's that? I don't know if I want to learn that." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I try to know, or I know that that is definitely a helpful way to do it. Like, yeah. play for play for them. And show them what it looks like and how much fun it is. Sure. Yeah, you know. I think I do a pretty good job of that. You know, yeah. I definitely. It's it's hard to talk to me for more than two seconds and know that I'm not like completely obsessed with music. You know? Sure. I mean, sure. I, so I, I definitely yeah, yeah, show yeah, them yeah. the passion. I, I do. I do like that idea of being really passionate even during the boring exercises and the the fakeness that we were talking about earlier. How you can't fake it. Well. I think all of us know that the reason why we are still liking that scale is because of the mentality that every time I put my hands on this instrument, I want it to sound good. You know, right. I'm trying to do it with with integrity sure. and perfection, whatever sure. that word is. Sure. Means, sure. You know, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why that's why it's not fake, right? Is because I have that mentality that I'm going to make the scale as right. good as it yeah. can possibly right now and you're trying this to is show the best them. it's ever sounded yes yeah <laughs> right yeah. with my fingers and my mind this is right. the best right now this is this one is going to be the best yeah yeah right. yeah yeah for sure no and so I, i'm still grappling with that that yeah, whole yeah, idea yeah, of dealing yeah. with the motivation because what i found is that like 
because once you, it's sort of like improv where once you get the once you get the brick wall, bust through the brick wall of them not being scared, it's over. Right. You know, I mean, then, sure. then they're off and running. Sure. You they can are, tell yeah. them whatever you need to tell yeah. them. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah, get yeah. done with that barrier. Well, that's true. The the motivation thing is sort of the same. I mean, once they like playing, uh -huh. it's over. You right. know, because then they're right. listening to everything. Sure, they're hanging on your sure. word, and so like. But it's, it's, it's just hard. I don't, you know, it's, and do you, do you think that, so here's another deep question for you. Do you okay. think that there's some, do you think there's some people that were meant for it or not? Uh, that's a really good question. I like that question. In general. I've definitely like, thought that. Because yeah. when I first started teaching, I thought, you know what, everybody can be a musician. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to convince everybody that they mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I realized, I don't know about that. I think we all have the potential to be musicians, mm -hmm. but I don't think everybody has the desire, mm -hmm. right? That's it. That's, That's where the, I yeah, think it yeah. is. I think it's, and I don't think everybody should necessarily have the desire to be a musician. I think there, the world is so infinitely evolving and changing like we need people we need firemen yeah. you know we need policemen yeah, we need yeah, accountants yeah, accountants yeah, we need yeah, people yeah. to be able to embrace different aspects of reality and shine in that way we yeah. don't need our accountant to be able to play sweet home alabama on the guitar right. that's not right. you know what i'm saying so yeah. i think it has to do with that um, because i definitely feel some students like you're I can tell they're like a very they're going to be probably a very successful person. They have really good in general, drive yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. and they're intelligent and they're picking things right. up. But it doesn't seem like they have the passion for mm -hmm. it. They mm -hmm. don't have the desire to be a great musician. They have a desire to be great, but not a, as a musician. Right. It's going to be as something else, right? You know, and that and that's where I'm at too with this idea of motivation. Is that you know I know. I'm a person that is trying, I can see what, what my teacher in high school was talking about. She always talked about the turtle story where she's like, if you're, if you're turtles coming across the road and if you're trying, then the guy swerves around the turtle. And if you, if you're not really trying to get across the street, then the guy's flat, you know, right, right, the car. Right. And her point was that if you're trying, like I'm going to bend over backwards for you, but if you're not, I, I got to move on, right, you know, right. emotionally sure, move on from sure, the student sure. and kind of, you know, and you could almost argue a give up you know I'm right, right, because right, right. in orchestra she's got 120 other students so I only have so many breaths in life you know yeah, and, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. that's something that I would always want to take my work home with me like the, right. the worrying about yeah. it and, okay what have I not done for the student am I not doing yeah. my perfect amount of motivation am right. I not doing and, right. and I wonder if there's ones that are two questions one if this student and I are just not gonna click, right? Like personality-wise, sure. sure. so it doesn't matter what I do; right. it's not gonna happen. Right, right. And they hate this anyway. Sure. The parents making them, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah, there's yeah. no amount of trying, and there's uh -huh. no amount of motivation yeah, that I'm yeah. gonna get them to do. Or is it just a bad personality fit, and they right. just want a different person? Right. They could be good at music, but it's just a me and them sure. thing, and that's perfectly legitimate. Sure. But I, I don't know. I mean, do you? Do you have moments there where you, where you just need to super let it go? I mean, have you had students like that? I or? have, um, would say that I am constantly trying to not expect anything out of them. Mm. That's like the practice. Yeah. There's no, ex I'm laying no expectations at your feet so that you're free to do what you want and if you genuinely like it, I don't have to yeah. do anything because you're going to do it anyway. Right. So that's, that's big for me. That's what I, it's like a practice. You can't just wake up and be like, I don't expect anything from myself. Like you need to yeah. it's something you practice over time. Like I'm big into yoga and mindfulness and meditation. Mm -hmm. So these are things I derive from that kind of philosophy where mm -hmm. it's like expectations in general can just lead to a lot of mental Anger. anguish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, suffering, mental pain. Unfulfilled you know? expectations. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. not cool. That's Nobody the likes for that. Most anger. Yeah. I heard it and then you resent that. you resent the person because they didn't fulfill your expectations and that's not good either. See, yeah. and that's that that's awesome you said that because the expectations to me are the problem because I, I can right. feel it just as sure. you're saying, 
I have high expectations for sure. that. And I think... Because you, you care. Because I it care. It comes from a healthy, uh, caring place. And it's a back to the, that pissed me off. It pisses me off when right. it's played. Right, right. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I can separate, like, adults and kids. Mm. I can... T- like, when you were joking about, like, it makes me laugh. Like, with the kids right. doing it, I'm not... Sure. Screaming. Like, it is, it is yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really sure, funny. You know, sure. so... It, but I know that, like, that's what happens at jams for me, is uh-huh. when the 50-year-olds who start talking a bunch of crap and then they mess up, like, I, I, can't, I can't take it. Sure, You know, sure, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Th- that really makes me angry, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because I have a different level of expectation, obviously, right. on this kid. Sure, sure. And so I, I know, like, so, so, so you were talking about the practicing of the expectation. Cause letting I'm not go gonna, of it. I'm not going to go be, of the expectations. Yeah, letting go, yeah. I'm not going to be able to switch that off in five seconds. Sure, and but it's just so like it's a pre- reminder. Like when you start expecting something out of a, a student. Is it, and is you it, catch yourself, oh, I'm expecting them to be able to do this by next week. Just drop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. don't want any expectations at all. When they come in and if they happen to have worked on the scale or they happen to have learned the mm-hmm. song, great. We'll move from there. But if not, just see. And you know. are you so? Would you would you say that the practicing of the expectation there or lack of that first could start with my verbiage to them, right? Because yes, I might not start sure. in my head, right. but I can I can stop. That's the, a good point. Yes. Know, right. Right. <laughs> Try to. Or, 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 well, first you do. I think the first step would you be is acknowledge just being a just live like you normally do and just be aware of when you're placing expectations, mm. take mental notes, and then the next week be like, okay, try to tone it down and try to drop those, you know. Well, wouldn't just, that be the entire lesson? You know what I mean? Well, hey, you know, yeah. I mean, every I mean, single moment I'm yeah. going to play this, right. and I have an expectation of how good they're going to play this measure yeah. or something, you know. It's more of yes. Well, every single moment. Right, kind of, yeah, it yeah. is, it is. It's, it's wild, yeah. <laughs> how many times I you're mean, putting expectations Well, it's funny because them. whenever I'm watching them play a scale and I don't have any expectations, it's almost like they're taking me on a mini-adventure. Where are you going with your fingers? Are you going to play the scale right? I don't know. I'm watching. It's like a, a, a drama unfolding, you know? <laughs> so it can be kind of, it can be cool in that sense, you know? And it's just, yeah, that's just how I, that's how I've been able to do that. I know the situation you're talking about, though. Mm-hmm. The kid is not driven to do anything. They're there because their parents are paying for it. And yet, like, I always, what kind of music you like? I don't know. Well, why do you, why do you want to learn to play the guitar? I don't know. Mm. You know, those kind of very just like, they don't seem to have any direction in life. And and it's like, all right, well, let's learn a G chord, (laughs) I guess, you know? That's a struggle. But I have noticed uh, the more I've let go of expectations, the less I run into that. And... um, yeah, that's just how I've dealt with it. And you're not punching your face at night time either. No. You've totally... I, but I developed that from my working yeah. in the corporate world mm. at Farmer's Insurance. Mm. I dropped that shit when I left the parking lot. Yeah. I'm not right. a fucking... I'm not an accountant anymore. I'm yeah. not a, a claims adjuster anymore. I'm Brandon. Yeah. I'm a musician. Now I'm going to go and play my fucking guitar. Right. And not think about that shit. I right. could do that for whatever reason. It's mm. just a skill I have. And so with music, with teaching, I, I've... I keep that skill. Yeah. I don't think about my students when I'm not around them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sometimes they sure. think about them. Yeah. But I don't, like, dwell. Dwell on it. I'm yeah. not dwelling on any of it. I also have been teaching about 35 lessons a week for yeah, wow. four years. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot, That's of, lessons. A lot of lessons. I've yeah. been really... And I'm, I'm constantly learning and trying to grow and become better as yeah. a teacher. So it's just refining over a long period of time. And I know that, because on my end... I can tell that there's, with that expectation that I know I'm probably setting, I can tell that it's always about two-thirds of the students. You know, even right. if they don't get really good, and even if they don't, I can tell like two-thirds of the students and parents uh-huh. are 100% with me. I can right. feel it. I mean, sure. we have a great rapport, right. and then you have that other third uh-huh. that basically kind of emotionally says, I'm not coming with you. Sure, you know? and, sure. And so... That, and so that's one reason why I think it happens with myself that I'll get, 
a bunch of students that stay with me for like three years and then uh -huh. a bunch of them that quit after a sure, month. Sure, sure. You know, and yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, either yeah. one or the other and, and maybe that's a bad thing. That's a, that's a you're with me or against me right, kind of a right, mentality. Right, but, right. but I can tell that when I set those expectations and I talk to the parents, like they're really happy that I do. You know, right. I can tell that this is what they want out of the lesson, but it, it definitely runs me into problems of, of the, the worrying and being annoyed right. and all right. that. So right. I, I don't know, you know, if, if that, like you're saying, maybe that is the solution of, because... Well, I think it helps, it lightens any kind of like, um, it lightens the mood. Yeah. For, and yeah. that's comfortable. If someone's comfortable around you, mm -hmm. they are more likely to pay for more lessons and a story. Sure. And a story. Yeah. So if they're comfortable, if that's like your default is we're, it's comfortable. Right. You know, that's kind of what I, and that's with the no expectations. It mm. makes it, it makes it very comfortable because they're yeah. not worried about trying to live up to any expectations that you might set. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've noticed with that, I have a tendency to keep students longer that don't want to learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And that's, that's, no, I don't think it's, it's weird at all. That makes a hundred percent sense. And that's, right. that's something that I could, because you're, so are you, so that's kind of what we're saying is that you're adjusting to every student and you have yes. to, I mean, you yeah, kind of yeah, have to meet yeah, them yeah, where yeah. they're at, right, but, right, but right. even not just ability level, but like mentality. Yeah. I mean, like some of them, I feel like, um, I have students that range from, I would say eight or so to like, you know, I don't know how my oldest, probably in their fifties, Yeah. you know, and, um, the, the range of like, you know, I would say eight to 17, 18, I mean, kids in school, sometimes they don't really want it. They don't have the desire, but like, they're like, they like the friendship, the mm -hmm. bond. Yeah. Cause I'm this like 36 year old, long hair, mm -hmm. kind of goofy. I like yeah. to be goofy around them. I'm not afraid to be like childlike. Yeah. I'm very open and yeah. I just, I'm enjoying myself. They're like kind of enamored by that and they right. kind of like think, they're cool for a little bit. Right. It's a half hour a week and I get to be hang out with this cool guy yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, since I don't have any expectations, I'm just like, I can, we can develop like a little bond. And yeah. I think, you know, maybe they're not going to grow up to be a musician, but I can be a positive role model on yeah. them, a positive male mm -hmm. role yes. model. Yeah. Like, this is what a healthy man looks like. He's yeah. happy to be alive. Right. He likes to, you know, create art and he's like, you know, like, right. you know, that, so there's a deeper thing I think that can be had. Sure. And I've talked about that a lot is that that's also for myself of how I can, how I've been thinking, how I can get around or what, what's the word? I can justify the, the motivational things of the playing uh -huh. is that you think about all these non-musical, you know, that, right. that you're. You're teaching them time management. You're teaching sure. them a good role yes. model. You're teaching exactly. them, you know, yeah, 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 and that's yeah. how I can like emotionally get over it. Right. That's helped me get over it. Um, with now that gets into a problem of the teaching them the hard work though, you right. know, because now that's, you're not really teaching tricky. them hard work because you're not really tricky. no expectations. I know. But the excuses one is making excuses. You know, that's a whole nother non-musical skill that has nothing to do with music, but you're you, but that's relevant in sure. sports, relevant, sure. you know, sure. like, so that, that's what helps me, I guess, is the non-musical stuff. But right. But think about too, if you're working on motivating someone who's not motivated and you develop a, a bond, a friendship with them mm -hmm. over, let's say a month or two, and you know, you have to take them easy because they're, they're going to shut down if you try mm -hmm. to make them work hard because they don't want to work hard. They play a lot of video games or mm -hmm. whatever, right? A lot of kids do that, right? Yeah. And they just don't have the specific drive that you know that you want to give them to mm -hmm. motivate them. But if you if you wait it out long enough to where the bond is 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 something they care about, they'll listen to you. They'll listen to you then, and you can say, "Hey, it's a good mm -hmm. idea sometimes to maybe set a goal and work towards it and work hard and see if we can accomplish this goal." Right. And then you know. That kind of thing, but bond comes first. You got, yeah, but if you do that guy, first, uh, and they don't—they're not a habitual hard right. worker already. This guy's trying to tell me to do something I've never done before, and I'm not going to do that. Right. Why should I listen to this guy? Yeah, that's good. right. But if you're, if the friend is telling you mm -hmm. some advice, you're going to listen to them. Yeah, that's great, man. Right. right. Um,
Cool. So last, last question I had was that I know a lot of us that have not done jazzy stuff before uh-huh. when we we come at a lot of the stuff that is either in odd meters or has a lot you know has a lot of chords to it uh-huh. was there something that was really tricky for you coming because i know you probably played in some rock type bands yes. and rock, then moving rock, into yes. that's exactly right that freaking was more... 30 chord tunes you know what, sure, was there something sure. that was really hard or easy about uh, that or like yeah talk the, about that. i would say the hardest part for me was the playing so cerebrally because mm-hmm. if you're playing a you know even just take like a standard like autumn leaves you know when i would if you would have gave me that piece when i was just a rock player i would have been like what key is it in and the center of the key right and then i would have just lost myself in the scale yeah all emotion and 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 which is beautiful mm-hmm. and then when I started looking at it from the jazz perspective, it was like, I couldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to think my way through everything yeah. in order to reach a higher level of musicianship. So I was doing, I was sacrificing that on purpose. Um, so that, but that was still a hard adjustment because mm-hmm. you're in part of you, you're losing part of you, you know, and it's like, oh, I just want to play sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, um, so that was tricky, but it was also very rewarding too because mm-hmm. I was, I was more command over the harmonic structure, weaving in and out of these chords, arpeggios was beautiful when you did it right. And so it was very rewarding, but it was very challenging for sure. Yeah. Um, I think my ear has always been challenging too, because I never, I didn't, I wasn't, I have an accounting degree, right? I wasn't like study, I did study music minor a little bit towards the end, but I never completed it. Mm -hmm. So I studied a little bit in college. Yeah. But, Otherwise, it was like one-on-one lessons with Brian Ruskin. And, you know, I took some lessons from Rod Fleeman. Um, Rod's a... Yeah. Something else. Oh, I know. He's amazing. And uh, so I... My musicianship is this collaboration of very random things, yeah. you know. And so I think the ear was hard for me, too. Mm. Hearing, like, they'd be like... Brian would be like, you'll hear it. You'll hear the changes. I'm like, no, I won't. I, won't. <laughs> I haven't labeled them in my mind yet like right. you have. I haven't... You know, there's, yeah. you know, ear training. I haven't done any ear training. Yeah. I've just enjoyed music. Right. Right. So, um, so that was the hardest part for me, but it was also balancing me out. It was more like right brain, left brain. I was all just creative play without as much structure. This mm-hmm. jazz gave me more structure. Yeah. Now when I play and when I improvise, I can improvise like I'm creating a story. Yeah. And I know I know the har- harmonies behind me and the chords moving behind me and yeah. I can move in and out of these leading tones and all this right, shit and it's yeah. like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, because I've practiced it and sure. I hold that skill. Now I can just allow it all to happen. Right. So. And that that you you said something interesting that we kind of hit on before and this is where I keep coming back to my thing is that you're like, well, I had to like I had to like chop off an arm and I had to regrow right. another arm right. again, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah, this yeah. new way of thinking. And this is always the problem because right after that you go, but it was rewarding, you know, right. and that's where yeah. going back to the motivation yeah, thing yeah, of where yeah. I can't get my, I, I have to chop off that arm sure, maybe because sure. I can't let go of that. But with the student, for example, you know, yeah. I know what's going to happen with them because this happens with everyone is when, when they, when they, yeah. when yeah. you make them go through this process, right. they get out the other side and they go, Oh my gosh, I right. can play this. Sure. Totally. You know, so I just like, you've traveled the path. I've traveled the path. But that's and, the thing you know, is, is you ex, anything experiential like that cannot yeah. be relayed. You, you can't relate to them. They're never gonna. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible for them right. to understand. Right. That's why I think you know trying to just show them through your actions is, mm, is one yeah. of the ways to do it. But yeah, you know. that's cool, man. So so la- very last question: Is there one huge piece of now that you've gone on your journey here, even in the last? you know, eight whatever years right. of kind of getting into the music scene. Is there one big piece of advice that you would give to any like 20 year old ish that's wanting to get into music? Um, yeah, I think it's really important. It was really important for me to identify my strengths. I noticed right away that I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. It was obvious. I really enjoyed it. And I noticed right away that um, teaching is a really good way to get financial security because it's just it's just more secure than gigging, right? Um, 
And so finding your strengths, identifying all your strengths, and then how do I utilize this monetarily? Just figuring that out mm -hmm. is really important. Because if you can get a base to income off music, then you're, that's good. That's a good place to start. Try yeah. to get there. Just do anything you need to get there and, and follow your strengths in that sense. Um, that would be probably some good yeah. advice, I think. <laughs> Caleb said the same general thing. He's like, find your niche. And that was a, an, an annoying piece of advice because right. I was sort of like a classical player, but I sort of could do some country stuff and I kind yeah. of had rock and I wanted to dive into this jazz well, as so far hard. As, yeah, as far as like um, become, that was just, that, that's just as far as financially becoming a musician mm -hmm. um, with stability, but as far as like writing goes, I, I think it's like anything else. Just write a shit ton of songs. Mm -hmm. Just keep writing. Right, right, just write, right, 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 right. It's a skill set. Just yeah. like learning scales. You could have a badass guitarist who can't write for shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or you could have an amazing writer that can barely play the guitar. Right. Right, you know? Yeah, so. and, and what I was saying was he was telling me you got to find your niche in town and that's that's going to help you a lot because I think it's, it's going to... It was he was talking in regards to that stability that you were talking yeah. about. Cause like I, I wanted, I wanted to be, you know, gypsy jazz guy at the green lady lounge, sure. you know, but I've realized that like my, my thing is like fifth or sixth person in a, in a really heavy gigging country band where I'm like the main soloer yeah, yeah, or yeah. in a, you know, blues rock sure. country kind of thing. Your strength. That's my yeah. strength. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get a lot of calls for that, yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. which I have been, it's been successful, but right. I haven't gotten enough calls in there, but jazz wise, I'm, you know, number of years wise, I'm not behind, but jazz wise, I'm pretty far behind somebody yeah. like, anybody any all these guys went through jazz band in sure, high school and sure. they, they have you right. know they've jazz got chops. they've got 10 years of jazz yeah, chops yeah, even yeah. my age people right, have 10 right. years longer jazz. Yeah. so so that that was kind of maybe similar to your advice of of kind of figure out sure. a thing that you can stabilize one way to identify that too is if it comes easy to you yeah right and people overlook that all the time like all students are like why don't we work on this oh that's too easy mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, if it's easy, then you should do it. Perfect. Because then you're, then you, that's your strength. Uh -huh. That's something, yeah. not everybody thinks that's easy. Right. There's a lot of people who think that's hard as shit. So you should do that. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that was mine too, is that I, um, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like admit that. Right. You Me know, either. Like, it took like, me a country, long time. Like, yeah. Country, oh, totally. Like, uh, yeah. But I'm actually but good at it. when you finally you know, embrace so. it, it's like, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I struggled with that for a long time mm. myself, which in teaching, you see all this, I see all this. I'm, the things I end up teaching a lot of my students, I'm teaching myself that I have issues with, you know, mm. like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the expectations and all that. I'm just like, I'm learning so much through the process too. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's kind of wild. And the teaching playing thing was another one too, is I, I think I did the same thing as you. I'm like, my brain thinks as a teacher, I, right. I can analyze all this stuff. I uh -huh. can verbalize it. I, and I just, and I would go through all this mental exercise even if I wasn't teaching anyway. So right, that tells right. you something. Sure. But you have this Aerosmith dream, right? You know, uh -huh. but but then you realize that like, yeah, I could still do this. I can still play in bands, uh -huh. but my bread and butter intellectually and what's more useful monetary wise is right. teaching. Is teaching, yeah, and so that, that embrace. Yeah, not everybody, and you know, we said earlier, not yeah. everybody can teach. There's a ton of musicians that are amazing that can't teach for shit. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it comes easier to us, mm -hmm. we shouldn't be overlooking that. We should mm -hmm. utilize it, which we are. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. That's cool, man. Um, so so real fast, uh, give your shout out to Satori again. Yeah, um, check us out. We are on Facebook, S A T O R I. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, Check us out. We've got a new album coming out. It just got mastered yesterday, actually. Cool. So we just got to get some production stuff done. And um, we've got our next show in the books. We got a Uptown Arts Bar. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, September 14th, I think. <laughs> but it'll be on Facebook if you like our Facebook page. So yeah, check us cool, out. Man. Yeah. Well, I know I've been a big, big fan of you guys. You know, I know that we're all, I, I put out a, 
Facebook post the other day of yeah. like, where's all the prog rock? Right. You know, I what's was, going on here? Yeah. You know, and and I know you guys are big, uh, big. Uh, it's a very progressive sound, and yeah. we we blend rock, and you know, we got jazz elements, and we've got crazy chord movements for you know all kinds of stuff that Caleb comes up with that is just like all right oh yeah yeah it's like I would never thought of that let's yeah let's do that (laughs) well I'm a big supporter of the the like and I talked to Scotty McBee about this where all of us like in here is rock right but in here isn't rock it's jazz and like a bunch of craziness and so I love music like that and the mixing of uh, of you know, maybe you don't have to write a three and a half minute song. Maybe right. you don't. Right. You, maybe we could make this a little intellectual. Our and, new and album, I think there's three, at least three songs that are over seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, it, yeah, we write long songs. This is. This isn't done in three minutes. I got no, more to say. We got, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, we're taking our time here. We enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Make, build it. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So that's cool. I really uh, support you guys doing doing music like that. Yeah. And uh, I think it's always cool. But uh, um, Brandon, thanks yeah. for coming, man. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, yeah. You guys get out of here. See you later. Peace. <laughs>